This is the Catholic Movie Guy Podcast. So I am back. I and no one else except for this guy, the Reverend Dr. Master Bo Bonner. <laughs> yeah, wow, that was impressive. Uh, here on the yeah. Catholic Movie Guy Podcast, uh, you may be wondering, is the Catholic Movie Guy dead? Would anyone know if he were dead? The answer is no, he's not dead, and no, no one would know, because it's been more than a month uh, without a podcast, it seems like. It's, it's about a month, I guess, and uh, I haven't heard the public outcry, but nevertheless, uh, I soldier on. Well, I think, you know, what is it, Phases and Stages, that beautiful Willie Nelson album, that sometimes, you know, we, we have our first fervor, as uh, the good book of Revelations talk about, and then sometimes you don't have that first fervor, and it's okay. you got to regroup, buddy. <laughs> yes, and sometimes your computer dies, followed by your microphone cable dying. And, you know, it's expensive to, uh, you know, keep up the Catholic Movie Guy podcast, modest as it is. This might be a really good, uh, yeah, pitch for, you know, people to donate. What are, you, what are they doing? <laughs> yeah, as soon as I get people to donate, then I have to worry about what I say. So that's a, that's a double-edged sword. If, if you I want see. to donate, if you don't donate. Just send me gifts. You know what I mean? It's just no strings gift. attached. Nothing, yeah, this has nothing to do with the podcast. You just like me personally. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm going to right a wrong before we get started with uh, the main picture today uh, by talking about the director of the picture we're going to talk about today. The movie for today is The Sound of Music, which should entice any uh, Catholic cinephile out there anyway. But what prompted me to do this podcast was that I received a, an advanced copy of a book about the director, Robert Wise, who's a very famous director. He's probably most famous for The Sound of Music, also West Side Story. Uh, he had some pretty cool sci-fi horror-type movies as well. He also was the uh, editor of Citizen Kane, so not too shabby, one of the great directors of all time. And this book uh, is written by a guy named Joe Jordan, who's an expert uh, on Robert Wise. And it's cool because it's not really a biography of Robert Wise. Of course, it contains certain um, biographical aspects, but it really is like a little oral history of each film, so you can kind of enter it and look at whatever movies you're interested in, find out what went on behind the scenes, and... uh, it's, it's really cool, so I can't recommend it enough, especially if you're a, a fan of the, the golden age of Hollywood. So yeah, it's called, sounds great. Yeah, it's called Robert Wise, The Motion Pictures. You can get it off Amazon. Um, and very thankful to have gotten the copy of the book. And I say that with a certain amount of... I mean, I'm very grateful, but I say what I'm about to say with a certain amount of trepidation because I do not blame Robert Wise for The Sound of Music in any way. And I know he's a great director, and he had many great films. But Bo, I hate. Come on. I hate the sound of music. Hate. hate yeah. Hate, hate is it. a strong word. You're right, and yet not strong enough for what I want <laughs> to express. Uh, in oh my, my heart gosh. of hearts, I, you know, I wanted to like it, Bo. I really did. I'm the Catholic movie guy. I don't know if I said that. And uh, this is apparently a well, putatively a Catholic movie. Uh, but it, it contains a lot of problems I have, uh, kind of a lot of things I like and a lot of things I hate, all coalescing into one stew of um, putridness that uh, it's really hard for me to put into words how I feel about it, but it's a very strong feeling. You know, I, think, I think that makes sense if you hate, for instance, uh, whimsy and delight or <laughs> nice things. Uh, what about favorite things? Child, childhood memories. Uh, good triumphing over evil like for instance if you sided with 
uh, the Axis powers in World War II. I could see how you have a problem with this movie. Have you so, read my diary? Um, <laughs> no, that I don't believe that that's why. In fact, I, wait, wait, I'm sure that that's not why I, I hate this movie. I'm glad um, that you're you're coming out strong. With I have that I have to give a little biographical background first, just by by way of trying to excuse myself. Okay. Okay. For what I, I believe, because I, I honestly believe this opinion I have is wrong objectively, but nevertheless, it is what I what I have. <laughs> I'm gonna stick with it. <laughs> a lot of people don't know the Tim Man and, and and me, you know, personally. So I'll go ahead and uh, just say that we're the two youngest brothers. There are two older ones, and the o- eldest brother is just a complete maniac, a great guy, but, you know, like, he, he makes the Tim Man look calm. Like, Tim Tim and I are the two quietest, okay? Oh, wow. And so this guy's, like, the d- double the Tim Man on espresso. And he he is, you know, he's like, he ro- he rides a motorcycle, he's got a skull tattoo and with a knife in its mouth, that kind of guy. Bodybuilder, that, that sort of person. He says that The Sound of Music is his favorite movie of all time. I just, I refuse to believe that. And if that's true, there's something wrong with it, because it should not be. It does not go. So that's number one. Number two, I hate musicals. And as 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 uh, Dr. Reverend Bo Bonner pointed out before we started this podcast, nevertheless, I loved La La Land, because it's really, you know, that's really not a musical musical people like. And this is a musical that, you know, everyone likes, and I hate it. And then finally... The great uh, Bishop Williamson of SSPX fame. <laughs> great. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry, okay, now you, you you can rip him, but I'm not gonna rip him. I'm just gonna say some facts. Okay, the man is a bishop, uh, and he did say that this movie was. And I want to get the. I hold on. I have to get the quote correct. Essentially, I believe essentially pornographic. Okay. Gosh. Now, I, I, what is the difference between essentially and actually in that sentence? <laughs> this is insane. Well, I love this. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what the difference is. I didn't get the quote right. Let me find it. Hold on. Hold on. I gotta get. I gotta get it right. Excuse the typing noises, America. Ah, here we go. I'm sorry. Not s. Essentially. Here's a quote. Such romance. The romance between Maria. And the captain, you and the captain make it happen, <laughs> is not actually pornographic. So he concedes that, and I oh. will too. But it is virtually so. In other words, all the elements of pornography are there, just waiting to break out. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm not talking about anything. That's what he's talking about. So go ahead, Bo, defend this pornographic movie. You're fully arrayed for battle with all these ideas and i'm just going to be all like but i like songs about goats no actually i'm 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 worried about the opposite because i have absolutely nothing other than gut feeling and bishop williamson on my side (laughs) oh well there you go (laughs) (laughs) it's never a great position to be in i feel like (laughs) oh (sighs) so first of all that you know, okay, I'll give bio, biographical information on myself. You know, growing up, I hated musicals, too, and there are two musicals that I like, and one of them is The Sound of Music, and then the other is The Fiddler on the Roof. Otherwise, I'm not a big musical guy. So, fast forward many years, when I've not only converted to Catholicism, but I'm looking into, uh, I you know, I guess what you would call more traditional uh, variants thereof. And, you know, it's fine reading Latin Mass, all those things. <laughs> but then I, my first, I think, 
uh, venture into the SSPX or those formerly, uh, the, the, the artist formerly known as someone who was in SSPX, was this review of The Sound of Music. It is legendary. And Everyone should seek it out. I wasn't even mad. You know, it's one of those deals where, like, on Anchorman, where he's not even mad that his dog poops in the fridge. I was, in fact, impressed, although every single part of it I think I hey, disagree with. I have, to, I have to butt in. Controversially, I'm going to go ahead and say, with 100% sincerity, that I was more touched by Anchorman. It resonated more than The Sound of Music. Please continue. Well, well, that's not fair because, like, those are two things that resonate with different parts of my soul. But at any rate, um, I don't know. Well, I, I, the burden of proof is on me to talk about why, a like, a, a movie that contains uh, The Lonely Goat Herd, which is the objectively most happiest song on earth, is bad. Let me just, I, uh, let me just go ahead and say something to rebut that point, which is fair. Um, this is my podcast, correct? I guess. Right, so then, yes, the burden of proof is on you. Continue. <laughs> How can you... You can't be sad when singing The Lonely Goat Herd. And children children can be, like, morose or throwing fits or jaded and existential with life, and they hear The Lonely Goat Herd, and they're just made happy. If, you're, if, if the accusation is that the movie is mostly fluff, I can only say fine, but it is a, a very decent fluff and I, I think the movie is pretty good and for all of its foibles um, are completely forgivable but if if I seed that it's a fluffy movie I only want to say Lord bring us more fluff like this because the fluff we get now is much more poisonous uh, to the system than than this dear little movie okay but <laughs> I guess I guess I'm gonna have to hit you with some more quotes then Okay, let's let's hear it. <laughs> <laughs> you ready? Yeah, I am. I don't think you are, because your defense so far is uh, left me wanting. So here we go. Dear friends, this is a quote, of course. Any supposed Catholicism in The Sound of Music is a Hollywood fraud corresponding to the real-life fraud of that Catholicism of the 50s and 60s. Deny that. All appearance and no substance. Or, in other words, pleasant fluff which was just waiting to break out into Vatican II and the new church. Go ahead, bud. <laughs> Say it. Rebut. Rebut, my friend. Go ahead. Come but, back from that. I don't even think that... Do they even show mass? I mean, I think it's uh, crazy to act like... Uh, what uh -huh. are you wanting them to do? Uh -huh. That's my point, though. No, 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 it no, would no. be worse no, 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 if they no, showed no. mass yep. ridiculously. Yep. Point the third. Finally, as for edification... In The Sound of Music, the Lord God is a mere decoration. His nuns are valued only for their sweetness toward the world and their understanding of its ways, while his ex-nun is wholly oriented towards the world. Beautiful decoration, Bo. Of course they don't show mass. There's no substance in this movie. <laughs> I, I just want to say, I just want to say that I, I, you know, I think, I think that the good bishop was off base, but I, I, I don't think he was totally off base. Am I, am I okay. turning into the Tim Man? What's happening to me? Well, so that's the question. Is like, I guess, like, maybe this is a a, a, a a matter of are we willing for there to be gradients within movies? And what I mean by this is, if we expect of every movie uh, to be a you know integral work of magisterial uh, precision, 
this movie falls way short of a uh, of a of a movie made about uh, Rerum Navarum, for instance. But if you're asking me, <laughs> that would be if, uh, you would be on the edge of your seat. Yes, just excitement after excitement. But if what you're asking me is, is this movie like uh, what you should show people in an RCIA class? No. <laughs> Do I think that this movie makes a case for uh, devil worshipping and debauchery? No. Uh, and I think that, you know, Catholicism is, sure, a decoration because mostly what this is about is someone who loves singing and children and later a captain. Uh, but I do not think that it in any way demotes God from his holy throne in heaven. No. Yeah, so so now that we've had fun a little bit with uh, this this criticism, which I agree with 5% maybe. Shh, don't, tell, don't tell anyone. Um, I'll get to my real problems with the movie, okay? All right, that sounds good. All right. This movie is just, you know what you said, it's fluff, and I don't like fluff. I don't even really like whipped cream. It's it's like it's like the power of, like, you know, like positivity and, like, you know, singing. I hate singing. I hate dancing. I hate when other people sing or dance. I hate... I really hate positivity. I probably shouldn't. That's not a very good outlook on the world. But I definitely hate like this power of positive thinking thing. Like I have, I have confidence in sunshine and rain and blah blah blah. I have confidence in me. You know, I don't right. believe in Beatles. I just believe in me. I hate that. Everything about that. I hate the song Edelweiss. I hate it. Hate, wait, hate, wait, hate, wait, hate, wait, hate, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. This is historically important for your soul. Go ahead. Why do you hate a song? of someone lamenting the Holy Roman Empire. That's all I have for you. Because I just, you know, I can like the subject, but I just don't like the song. I'm really sorry. I can't. I can't help it. I'm trying. I know I should. So This, this is really like an interventional podcast. I want to get this. I guess to, because I to I'm going to throw this out. And maybe this is on me. You can make, you can bash me all you want. I, too, see myself as a relatively man of of philosophy and rationality and mahogany uh, uh, rich, bookshelves. <laughs> rich mahogany. Um, but, you know, I do admit that there's songs... There's also a very Irish part of me where, like, there's just some songs where I uncontrollably have tears in my eyes for no good reason. So, for instance, one of them is, you know, the movie Brooklyn that came out a while ago? Yeah. yeah. And there's that scene where that guy sings uh, in Gaelic. I have no clue what he's saying. Oh, yeah. But just, like, I just cry every time my my eyes were like faucets during that whole movie we should talk about that one that would be that, a good one too that would be... and okay now much less edifying every time i hear george Strait sing heartland i i tear up because i think of oklahoma the only place i know as home and i and i tear up because that's terrible yeah well then finally i'm going to say edelweiss is that sort of mix of two things for me one feeling like you belong to a place that you love to death but is like constantly cursed seemingly by fate mm -hmm. austria hungary much greater so well no oklahoma has all sorts of terrible things in its history but this idea of like loving a place that seems to always be getting its butt kicked and now it's on the verge of having its butt kicked one more time so like edelweiss like the sort of like morose sadness and like the fact that the song is presumably about happy i'm I'm happy about this flower, but the way he sings it at the end, and then and then also a sort of ridiculous identification with 
you know, old Christendom going away at the hands of modernist Nazis. Maybe I'm just investing way too much into this song, admittedly, but I have to admit, it's one of those songs where, like, I don't know if I had to sing in public, I could do it without choking up a little bit too much than is respectable. Okay, I, very fair points. And like I said, I want to agree with you, Bo. I really do. But there's another problem with the movie, and it's a big okay. one. Okay. This movie is two hours and four, 54 minutes long, okay? That is That one is completely fair. The, the, this movie <laughs> I, needed I don't, to I, exist in the editing era much more than it did. I will it, give you that. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to be as long as an NFL game, like, you better be the godfather. I mean, this movie, I mean, you could have expressed the essential winsome wholesomeness, Catholic positivity, longing for home, etc. in certainly right. two hours. I mean, I think there's like an hour of fat on this movie. The music's fantastic. I got, I got no problems with the music. I can't possibly argue otherwise. You know, Rodgers and Hammerstein, I can't, there's no, there's no criticizing that. It's just so long, though, very long. Oh, no. And you know what it is? It's like, I'll, I'll be very, and this is why, like, I, I'm defending the movie, but I'm in no way giving it like a nine or anything like that. One thing that is like, this movie, um, it's elements, it's one thing where like, it's like gestalt in reverse, like to me, it's parts are fantastic, so the music is great, they really killed it with the people they chose to sing, um, there are long shots of that movie where like, I just think they should show, you know, future directors, like this is how you should, you know, film like a hillside or whatever, but you bring it all together and you're like, this is three hours long. And no one no one was told, like, all right, guys, music first, then photography, then dialogue. Everyone's like, let's just do all of it 100% max. <laughs> exactly. That shouldn't be a problem. And then they didn't have enough time evidently for editing. So I'll give you that. That is a completely fair criticism. I don't know the last time I've actually watched the entire movie, so that's fair. Well, I do know, because my, my daughters are obsessed with it right now, and so I get to relive that three-hour experience, you know, pretty much once a month. Oh, wow. And so, yeah, it's, it's taxing. I, like, I To compare it to a much lesser film, even by my standards, I call it Mary Poppins Syndrome. Like, there are great songs in Mary Poppins. It's a jolly good time, but again, it's like... For some reason, they just went crazy at that time period of patting oh. these movies. I don't understand it, especially I think with they the really musical thought, form. I think they thought that they had to make it a deal for people. They're like, well, they're right. going to be here, so, you know, yes. four hours. Sometimes <laughs> less like, less is more. Less is definitely... I mean, now on the other hand, though, you know, uh, comparing it to a movie that's completely different than that, so, like... Do we want to say the same thing about, like, Terrence Malick movies? Like, do we dismiss them out of hands from the nine possibility of a nine just because he seems not to to, to be willing to kill his babies and make the movies, you this know? Is, this is where um, I both am very happy and I lament that we don't have a video podcast because my eyes just rolled over in my head, like, so many times I'm surprised they're still attached. <laughs> That you compared the length yep. of the sound of music to oh, like the that. tree of life. I, I, I'm, just, I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna I knew it, it would make you mad. I am not going to discuss this any further. I'm did gonna, you, no, you, I'm you, not gonna you put want, a pin in that idea. I'm going to incinerate it. 
Okay, so let's just move on. There's no coming back from that. There's no segue. What about uh, the part in Tree of Life where Brad Pitt sang Edelweiss? Spoiler alert. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bo, uh, there's, you know, this, uh, I didn't think we were going to get a three-hour podcast out of The Sound of Music and we aren't, but yeah. there's just no coming back from that, so... I would like to give you the opportunity to. Um, I think I think we've kind of actually come to a, a concord. I think I've talked you down a little bit from your perch, and I think you've brought me up. So, well, how many? Okay. How many? How many out of how many do you give this wonderful movie? Uh, yeah. So as a soundtrack, definitely a nine. As a movie, uh, I'm gonna aim. I'm gonna say a seven, like a good seven. That everybody needs to watch it once, and I, I want my daughters and my sons to watch it once. So seven on a first time, five on the rewatchability. <laughs> so you know uh, that this won the Academy Award for Best Picture in 1965. Yeah, yeah. what was it against? It, it doesn't matter. It was. Yeah. Yeah. It really. Uh, I, I, yeah. I, I, okay. So. So in light of it being that, I think you can kind of agree that it's a little overrated, even in, in a Catholic perspective kind of a way. Um, well, yeah, it's it's overrated. It's so, not it's know, not a the, it's not a masterpiece. Technical pantheon, but yeah. I can completely understand why for people it's like you know very nostalgic for many generations. But again, I'm guaranteeing you those people do not like watch it every time it's on TNT or whatever. Okay. So yeah, I so I'm going to go ahead and agree. I give it um, you know, a, a 9 or a 10 out of 10 on the music. And you know, in my heart of hearts I would give it a 1, but I'm just um, objectively I think it's more of like a 7 or 8, but still still just a little overrated for me. A little too too much sunshine, I need a little more range, you know what I'm saying? Right. And I mean to, to me if you, you know, it's one of those, like, speaking of another dorky phenomenon that doesn't really fit, you know how people on the internet, like, go and recut the Star Wars prequels, and, and they just showed that if you had a little bit of editing, you could have made them standable? I really think that if someone was dorky enough and cut the hour you're talking about, like, the movie would be, like, really deserving of all the accolades it gets. It seems that people are pretty forgiving of the downtime. I agree. I, I agree with all that. So... Bo, thank you for trying to uh, convert me to some sort of a good Christian way of looking at this movie. That, that you could... are 16, going on 17. <laughs> oh. Okay, since you brought it up, by the way, that whole song just creeps me out every time I see it. That predatory, oh, yeah. what is he, an officer, or what is he? In I'm the, a Nazi yeah, that, an aristocracy. Yeah, as, a, as a man with a daughter, I just want to bludgeon that guy every time I see that. So. Yeah, I love that they're like really holding out hope, too. Like, he won't tell on us. There's good left in it. <laughs> He's just saying like, the equivalent of like a rap song at that time to your daughter without you seeing In the Woods. So mm. I wouldn't trust him, not, yeah. a, not a, a bit. Okay, so we're both agreed it's like a seven or an eight objectively, and don't trust the uh, the, kid, the officer kid. We don't like him. So Yeah, there you go. never. <laughs> any, uh, any parting thoughts, Bo? Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to our, uh, uh, our, 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 our musical streak. You know, we're really going to hit all of the... No, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah let's not yeah. do any more musicals. I was going to say, we could continue with Robert Wise and do West Side Story next time. Uh, I don't pass. know, man. I, I don't know if I'm up on that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hard pass for me. 
but thank you for listening to our rantings. Hopefully, I will be back within the next year or so with another podcast, That's and right. perhaps even a non-musical one. Twenty twenty, look for the next. <laughs> twenty twenty, West Side Story. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. All right. Till then, I'm out. Thanks. <laughs>